everyone. Welcome. Episode 11, Meet the Press, this cooler Sunday evening. It's been abnormally warm, I feel like, in the last the last week and a half or so. My my co-host, as usual, Jared McDonald's. Jared, we were kind of close today. PGA, I know, kept you a little late, but the Kentucky boy did it. Yeah, Justin Thomas rallied back. I believe it was a seven-shot deficit at one point, um, you know, to win it in a playoff. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to have a nice easy day at the office where NASCAR was running late tonight with the uh, all-star race. But then I'm following along with the PGA championship and all of a sudden there's a collapse at the end and there's a playoff between, uh, you know, two of these golfers and I have to sit through that and wait before I can put a story on the page. So yeah, Justin Thomas did it though. So I, I know I brought it up and before you can call me out on it, I'm going to go ahead and, and do it about shooting myself in the foot because I put a random $5 bet on Justin Thomas this afternoon or Friday afternoon. And because uh, I saw the scores because I'm like, logic sets in. He, there's no chance in hell he's going to win. So I cash out for a cool like 24 cents. Um, and then like obviously put that to good use, like a ridiculous um, – four game, four separate game, four person home run parlay, which went 0 for 4. So uh, yeah, I was super psyched to see Justin Thomas win. Big JT fan, obviously being from Kentucky, uh, being a St. X guy, that's obviously pretty cool. So shout out to JT for winning it, but shame on JT for not making the move earlier and protecting my investment a little bit more. Yeah. See, that's why I don't gamble that much because I would have done you know, probably the same exact thing. And oh, no, you wouldn't. If I you mean, would have done logical thing, you would have kept it because at that point you're like, it's a quarter. It's a freaking quarter. Like that's probably under my seat right now. But no, you, I do the illogical thing. And I, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was still that's an exciting people. tournament, it seems. I didn't really get to watch much of it. I was working, you know, a lot of the time. Like even today, I didn't get to watch much of it. But did, did you actually sit down and watch any of this thing? Not very much. Um, I watched a little bit uh, yesterday at my parents. I went over. I had a couple graduation parties I had to go to. Uh, my cousins and my dad's a big golf fan. Uh, we're a big golf family. Obviously, my brother playing college golf. Um, so it's always on there during the weekend. So I watched a little bit when I was over there yesterday. But yeah, not very much. I don't feel like, and I hate to say it, I hate to say it because I'm not a Tiger Woods guy. I think Tiger WD kind of lost a little bit of that sizzle because yes, he is good for golf, but yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't get into this one as much, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm the type of person, like I don't go out of my way to watch golf, but as soon as I turn it on, I get like locked into it. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. one, it's one of those things for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, I get it. Golf is boring at t- to some people, but I feel like it's always like kind of like the under the underlying stories where did you see the uh, the tweet yesterday morning about like Tiger eating a sandwich at like 915 and just like going through Jordan Spieth's bag, like literally like looking at his clubs. I'm no, like, no, what? that's funny. And I'm like, and only Tiger could get away with that. Like if you're some rookie on the tour or something and you're like, you're not even going to like breathe the same air as Jordan Spieth. And like Tiger's like going through his clubs, looking at his clubs. And I, I think that's kind of what makes it endearing. I really liked the 
the DeChambeau, um, Brooks stuff like six months ago with, with them going back and forth. I thought that was good for golf, but I, I get what you're saying. It's, it, it's something that, like you say, you get locked in. I mean, it is exciting. It is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that tweet. I think you sent me something else about something about people getting hit there. Yeah. I think what, there were three what was that? people. What was that? One was Sage Steele. Um, there was a player and then I think another fan got hit. So I think at least three people got hit with golf balls this weekend. Like I think Sage was like a ricochet thing yeah. issue. But have you ever had like a situation like that when you're like covering something and it's like you're in the danger zone? I mean <laughs> I covered a lot of high school <laughs> golf. I covered a lot of high school golf. So I think if you're on the course, you're a lot of times in the danger zone. Um, did cover state champion, shout out Macy Brown, Apollo. Um, but there is a lot of not awesome golf. Also, I have never gotten hit covering golf. I don't think um, I have hit people before. My, my parents grew up or my parents lived next to a, a golf course and, I would go over there and play all the time. And I remember one time my friend Andrew was like, like 40 yards, like upright direction. And I hit it and it was like a straight shot into his calf. Like, like I, it, it had to hurt. And I know my brother um, being a caddy, I know he's gotten hit a few times. I know he got hit once and it was slightly concerning because it, it hurt him pretty good. But yeah, that just, Getting hit with the golf ball has to suck. Oh, yeah. No, and I definitely know what you mean, too, about being somewhere covering high school golf. Because you have to keep your head on a swivel at those events. Oh, yeah. The last, yeah. I, I, I don't do much high school stuff anymore. Um, but if I do it, it's usually the state golf tournament here in Kentucky for the right. high schools. Just because it's in Bowling Green. Mm -hmm. and, and But at that point, the golfers are usually fairly good. So you don't yeah. worry about it as much. I remember one. It was a tournament I was at in Southern Ohio. And... You know, I don't, I don't know what war is like. I'm not going to pretend like I do. But you know when you're in a movie theater when you get that surround sound going? Oh, you're yeah. Like watching yeah, a war yeah. movie and you can just hear like the bullets hitting yeah. everything. You know the sound of a golf ball hitting a tree? It was like yeah. that all around me. But <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually nervous on that one. I, I, have a, I had a student this year. Uh, she was a senior. She was always nervous about like taking photos of golf because – um, I, she said she got hit once last year and I said, yeah, that's, um, perfectly normal. I feel like golf is one of those sports that, cause I I've always shot my own photos. Golf is one of those sports that's kind of hard because you want to get close enough to get good shots, obviously, but like half of the, I don't know, half of the way you could take the picture is cut out. Because you could get hit, so like you have to be careful where you are, and then you like you don't want to have the click that you don't want that to be annoying. But yeah, I think I would hate to like have your equipment get hit with a golf ball. Well, I mean, it's not it's not just even golf either. It's like all sports. I I remember at the uh, Kentucky High School State basketball tournament, the Sweet Sixteen. I was sitting on the baseline at Rupp Arena. I was watching a game with Covington Catholic. And um, is it AJ Meyer, um, the tight end at Notre Dame now, or, or Michael? Michael Mayer. Michael. Michael. His his brother yeah. was AJ, right? 
Yeah, Michael. Uh, I don't. I can't say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, it was the tight end that's at Notre Dame now. He was on that team, and there were some times I was like, man, I hope he doesn't get on a fast break and just come rumbling down my way and get fouled or something. Because that that's a big dude. That's a that's a future NFL tight end. Has that I'm, happened to you? I am so not. Like, I'm not that big. I um I think it's on. It used to be on Kevin Patton's um like cover photo on Twitter or background photo on Twitter. And it was at Madisonville. Uh, I think it was Darren Boyd from Caldwell County was like going, uh, like falling into Kevin. And then you like see a couple radio guys and you see Driss White from Madisonville and you see like just a hand on his shoulder and it's my hand. Like I'm going to do anything from 10 feet away. Like when Darren Boyd is going into there. Um I've had that happen a couple times. I got pivoted off of once. Um, I was in central Illinois and it was at um, a high school in St. Elmo. The, high, the, the team was St. Elmo Brownstown. It was a co-op situation and the gym was super small. It was one had like the stage. So I was standing right in front of the stage and there was maybe this, this far between out of bounds and, and the stage. And I'm kind of crouched down taking photos. This kid goes up for a layup. And it gets blocked off the backboard or something. And he like puts his foot on my knee, pivots and shoots the other way. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think you can do that, but okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. The one I get the most nervous about now is when I cover Western Kentucky volleyball, because that's a, that's a really good volleyball Ooh, team. Yeah. That's a top 25 team. I love covering them because they're good. They win most of their matches. They're great people to work with. Travis Hudson, the coach there is, is absolutely phenomenal. Their matches last like an hour. So, you know, it's just get in and get right, out. Yeah. Story. But during warmups, man, they can smoke that ball and you never know which oh, way yeah. they're coming from too. It's my, that's, my I mean, that's like bombs away. Volleyball oh, yeah. warmups are like bombs away. Oh yeah. It's, but it's so fun to watch. It's such an underrated sport. Oh, it, it, my, I feel like it, it could take off at some my first beat at SIU, I covered the volleyball team. And yeah. it was like the first time it was like organized chaos. Like there's yelling, they're constantly moving around. You don't know what's happening and it all works and it's great. Yeah. My favorite ball my way story was last year at the Conference USA softball tournament. They were playing it in Bowling Green at Western. It was the game before the game I was covering. I was just there kind of sitting and waiting and watching because the, everything was running a little bit late. Foul ball over the top. I was just talking to someone, just, you know, having a nice casual time before I actually started working. Foul ball comes my way. I just reach out one hand, casually grab it, and just keep talking like nothing happened. Most of the time, I won't even, I won't make an effort on it because I don't want to embarrass myself. Like, I've got a reputation to keep. That's why I don't of go golf in town, you know, because yeah. I know I'm bad at golf. And I feel like I'll lose my credibility if I go golfing in town. Right, right. I get that. Yeah. Man. But yeah, that was PGA was probably the big news of the day. But it's kind of been a surprisingly busy sports week. It's it's been good. I know I, I hate that I, I know we have our midweek show. Um again, if you didn't catch our midweek with, with Pedro Bradshaw, give it a look. It's on our website, meetpresspodcast.com. Again, one of my favorite episodes, probably oh, so that, far. That was my um, favorite. That was because favorite. I love Pedro, man. He's such a good kid. Just the best. Um, but this happened earlier in the week. The U.S. women finally earning equal pay. Women's soccer team 
with the men's team. I know I mentioned it to you earlier this week, and like we need to talk about this. And at first, I'm like, oh man, this is something we can talk about for a while. But at the same time, it's a like no shit. Like, why is this a thing? If we're gonna compare the success of the two programs, is there? Can you even compare that? No, no. One wins World Cups. One hopefully make World qualifies. Cups. Like it, you, I, I feel like the casual soccer fan doesn't pay that much attention to like the qualifiers and, and exhibitions and that. Right, so it's, right, right. When right. you get to the World Cup is when it matters. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying that's every that the the real soccer fans, like the true fans, they're probably paying attention to all of it. You know. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to discredit them, but you know, just the casual fans that you need to watch the sport and get behind it. Right. Right. You're right. They don't. They don't care. But. Man, I can't tell you the last time I watched a U.S. men's soccer match. It's because they're not really that relevant. Okay, well, I can tell you. I Because I, I'm a soccer person. So, I like, I know we've talked about soccer. I'm a huge soccer person. Um, I, I think, but you, you're right. It, a lot of times, the casual, that's how you measure success, is getting to World Cups, is, is representing on that national stage. I remember... When the U.S. didn't qualify, I, I think it was my dad asked me, he goes, how much, how big of a deal is this? And I'm like, this is a huge deal. I'm like, you're not, that's like, I mean, that's not making the NCAA tournament four years in a row. Like, think about that. I'm sure you can relate to that on a on a very real note. Um, and I knew where you were going with that. It just, it all just kind of flowed together. That, that's, that was good. Um, but I, it just, it makes no sense to me. You're right. I, I mean, you need those diehard fans to, to watch all those others, but when you get on that national stage, there is no, that's like when you talk about rivalries and it's so lopsided, can you even call it a rivalry anymore? Yeah, no, no, you can't. I, yeah. I, I, I loved soccer growing up. I played soccer all through school. But I mean, if I'm going to watch one of those two teams, it would probably be the women. Yeah. I mean, and that's just the way it is. And so I think this is great that they're finally doing this. You know, it's, See, it's not just I that they're doing it. It's around, finally. I didn't grow up around soccer. So, like, where I grew up, it was basketball, baseball. That's pretty much all you played. And I, I switched from public to, to private school in sixth grade. And I remember the first day going down to recess, like, they, they said, hey, do you, you want to go play soccer? And I was like, I didn't know people actually played soccer. Like I knew people played soccer, but I never knew anyone that played soccer. Like that was never a thing. But I remember, and I think I've said this recently, like I remember in 1996, I think when Brandy Chastain like ripped off her shirt and ran around in her sports bra after beating China. Like, heck yeah. Like I was a little boy. Like that was great. Like, that, like I remember that. That's one of my first major soccer memories. And when you look at a lot of them, that's what they are. I mean, they're the women's team. They're um, like Carly Lloyd hitting it from like midfield or something. And when they routed somebody in the World Cup, like those are the things I remember. So I think it's about time. Was that Japan? I think the it final? might have been. That, oh, man. That was like yeah. a, just a complete route. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that was. Don't quote me on that by any means because that was a while back. I think I was actually in Potsdam, New York. During that game for a way. damn. Yeah, way up there, man. It, I saw Canada from a couple spots on that trip. It was that's a weird town. Potsdam. They had, they had this. Oh man, 
this is completely going off the rails. This whole train of thought we're having. Yeah, Let's there go. was this yard. There was this yard there. It was just filled with. To- it was filled with toilets and like bathtubs, and they just had flowers yeah. growing out of them. I believe the guy was mad that the city wouldn't allow him to open up like a franchise of some store or something. Uh-huh. And so he put these toilets in his yard as like a way to get back at the city to make it look not good. It was, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened. That's just what I was told. It was, it was odd. I remember there were people playing cricket up there and I was like, what is this town? It was, it was cool though. That part of it, the cricket. So, so, so you never like, see people playing that. Yeah. The only time I had was at SIU. I saw, um, some guys from from India playing at like during at one of the parks at SIU, but so you're like you're right up there by camp. Like are you close to Buffalo? Like the, the uh, like, it was like pretty. It was pretty much the middle of nowhere. Oh, it was a it was a very weird week. Gosh, I want to know. And I know, and I know you're our number one fan. Your mother's gonna hate this, but I I would love whenever you say like in the middle of nowhere. Because I want to know what you think the middle of nowhere is. Okay, okay. So I don't know if you've ever been to Maysville, Kentucky. I have not. That, that is where I started my professional career. It's a town. I think right. it's got about ten thousand people. Um, See, that's massive. It, like my hometown has like eight hundred. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kind of the same way. People yeah. when I moved there was like, "Oh, you really went out there? That this is like small town life for you." I was like, no, this is like the town we would drive an hour to get to to do something on a Friday night or a Saturday. Fair, Ooh, fair. Yes, we did, 100%. We did, we did, we, my town had, my hometown had one stoplight. We didn't have a McDonald's. When I moved to Maysville, there was a McDonald's at the end of my street. It was it was a whole new world for me. I told this to my girlfriend the other day because we went, we had, uh, she was here for a couple days and we went to um, Illinois where my parents live. And I said, in my county, there is no stoplight. We have no stoplight. We have no like flashing four-way stop, nothing like that in my county. And then you have Caro that has doesn't have a grocery store. We have dollar stores. We don't have a grocery store. So yeah, like my hometown now has probably 800 people, but Cape has 30,000. And when I lived in Owensboro, that was, that was one of the bigger places I've ever how, lived. How far is Cape from where you, you're originally from? It's about forty minutes. So Cape is that okay. place that we would like go to. Like, yeah, that that was like we Bangor. Were forty minutes from Cape, an hour from Carbondale, an hour from Paducah. So like we could go all the places, but Cape is where we usually went. So like I went to high school in Cape. My brother went to high school in Cape. So that was, but like you said, we were 30, 40 minutes. We were twenty minutes from McDonald's. Like yeah, my parents no, were twenty I'm, minutes from McDonald's. I'm like small town. Like we had like fifty people in our graduating class. Like, oh, okay. People here okay. are like, yeah, we had a couple hundred. It's small classes. Oh, that's like our school. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Like you knew where everybody lived. We had talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast yeah. that you can find on Apple and Spotify where you'd ride through town and you could just wave to anybody and they would wave right. back and you knew you knew exactly who it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's yeah. No, there were some experiences there, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I went out there last night. It was a Tiny <laughs> oh, bars are yeah. weird, man. Okay. Um you say that when I went back to my hometown, not the last time, but the time before that, I haven't been back that much the last few years. Uh-huh. I was talking to people. I was like, yeah, we should catch up, go out and grab a drink. And they're all like, yeah, 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 we should do that. We should do that. And then I get there. I was like, oh yeah, you want to go to like the motor lodge was one of the bars or factory. One was another one. It was a bar in an old shoe factory. 
And I get there and they're like, oh, no, no, those closed. I was like, so there's not even a bar here? They're, they closed all the ones I used to go to in Carbondale. Yeah. Also, something you said, it took a while for me to get used to. Counties. People in Maine don't oh, really yeah. care about counties. And then you go yeah, to Kentucky and there's 120 of them. Yeah. And, like, there are 16 counties in Maine. And you memorize them in school based on a song that sticks with you until you die. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Why you can you, look it up. You have <laughs> you can to look sing it, up. it. You have to sing it. it. It's based. It's based off the tune of uh, Yankee Doodle. Oh my god! You, okay. Are you Are you gonna actually look it up right now? Yeah. Maine County song. Everybody from Maine that is listening to this podcast is singing it in their head right now. They're like, the 16 counties in our state are Cumberland <laughs> and Franklin, Piscataquis and Kennebec. Oxford, Andrews, Goggin, Walda, Washington, and York, Lincoln, Knox, and Hancock, Zagda, Hawkins, Somerset, Aroostook, and Penobscot. And there you have it. Do it for Kentucky. I dare you. It says repeat twice. Ah, uh, no. We're not doing okay, that. Okay, okay. That's just what it says. That's just what it says. So. Um, but yes, you are 100% correct. I've talked about this. The counties, the county city names in Kentucky are stupid. Crittenden is not in Crittenden County. Hopkinsville oh, is not in Hopkins County. Um, like it's yeah, it's I, the oh, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Russellville is not in Russell County. Russell no, High School it is, not. is nowhere close to either of them. It's in Flatwoods. No. Shout out Billy Ray Cyrus, leading receiver on the nineteen seventy eight Russell Red Devil State Championship football team. That's just one of those you get those facts that just stick in your head forever. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's one of but, them. Yeah, it's William Cyrus. It it's just one thing that really grinds my gears about Kentucky. But I think it's the South in general that has an issue with things. But I I think it's it also brings us a good amount of of controversy, especially when you have somebody from Alabama and somebody from Texas going at it that both sound like a Southern Baptist preacher and with, with Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban and Nick Saban calling out or wait, who called out who first? You're the one that told me about this. Yeah. Um, From my, from my understanding, Nick Saban was the one that kind of called out a couple of other programs. Right. It was just kind of casual. It wasn't like, I I think it just kind of came up casually in what he was saying. It wasn't like, that was the purpose of what he was saying. Right, right, right. It was, yeah. Basically, yeah, basically he was just like, um, they were second in recruiting last year. AM was first. AM bought every player on their team, you know, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't mm-hmm. buy a player. So he was basically calling out AM for buying all their players to get that top recruiting class. He also called out Jackson State. And, right, uh, a million Sanders. to, what's his name? Uh, Travis Hunter, five-star Travis prospect Hunter, that yeah. kind of flipped from Florida State at the last minute. Right, 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 right. And, yeah. Yeah. And then we got the best press conference that we've had in a long time from Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Did you watch that at all? I None of it, no. Man. I know. He said some some wild things. I've so, got some of this. He, he had like a press conference just to address this. It was. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw third, that it was yeah. coming up. Like it was enough that I, I saw an update. Like I, I think I got it from some news outlet, but like it gave me an update on my on my phone. 
Yeah, he's like, we never bought anybody. No rules are broken. Nothing was done wrong. It's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're go- always going to do things right. We're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. Uh, he called it despicable um, that a reputable head coach can come out and say things, um, you know, just because he doesn't get it his way. He called him a narcissist. And my favorite quote, personally, from this rant was, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did this deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be a czar of football. Go get, dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. So in case the world stops for a minute. Just in in to case you to Jimbo forgot, Bishop. Jimbo was talking about Nicholas Saban in that, in that quote, um, which I think is ballsy and I think is great. But if you, in any part of your mind, think Nick Saban hasn't cheated in his life, you are the dumbest person I've ever met in my entire life. Because of course he freaking cheats. Everybody cheats. He's just really damn good at it. Yeah. I I said that was my favorite part about looking to how God did it, calling Nick Saban God. Right. (laughs) But, you know, give Nick Saban credit. He he apologized for it. He said, I never should have done that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, as much credit as you want to. Whatever you want to do, do, I don't care. Yeah. But, um, you know, apparently Nick Saban tried to call Jimbo Fisher. And this was kind of like one of the questions and the follow ups during that press conference. Um, Jimbo Fisher didn't take that call. And my favorite thing is he's like, not going to. We're done. Like it's a a boyfriend and girlfriend having an ugly split up. (laughs) Like nothing. Like over. Yeah. So do they play each other this year? Yes, they I don't do. know. I don't know how schedules work in the SEC. Like, uh, yes, they do. Um, okay, let me pull up that date real quick. That'll be fun. I'm assuming that that handshake will be super spicy. awkward. Well, yeah, Texas A&M at Alabama, October eighth, twenty twenty two. Time to be determined. They've also still Ooh. got media day and, and all kinds of other. Fun oh, that's stuff a, before. Well, the that's true because starts. they're Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, so they're gonna see each other. Oh, because yeah, because they are two of the most. I mean, known coaches in college football. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a rant like that? Like, had a coach kind of... Is this a joke? Are you messing with me right now? No. No. Like, have you ever had anything somewhat close to that? Yeah. 100%. Yeah? Have we not talked about this? The Barry Henson rant at SIU? Have you ever seen that? No, we have not. I don't know. No. What is this? That he, when he talks about like um, his players being mama's boys and he's like, my wife knows how to shot fake. Have you never seen this? No, no. What? Oh, please oh, explain. Oh my please goodness. explain. Oh, we're going to go over a half hour. Um, it doesn't matter. We're talking about Barry Henson because we know he's your favorite. Oh, <laughs> so no, this was, it was early December 24, late December 2014. Or mid December 2014, SIU was playing at Murray State. SIU won, or Murray State won. Cameron Payne went off that game, I think. But we're in the press conference after the game, and um, somebody asks about a specific player, and Barry goes off for like a minute and a half. I, I mean, I mean, it's a five six minute rant. I mean, it's a long rant. Um, he talks about his players being mama's boys. 
Um, then the big thing is my wife, my wife at least knows how to shot fake. Um, his wife tells him size doesn't matter because we obviously all know Barry is a, is a short, tiny man, um, in stature and in other things. Um, and so it continued. And then he talked about there being snipers in the rafters. SEAL team six was up there because there were just players falling out all the time. Um, and it was just the weird, I mean, I'm a senior in college. Like this was, I've been on the beat maybe a month and a half at this point. I mean, it was weird. So it eventually ends. He gets up. Lee. I mean, he. I mean, he went off. I mean, it was big. Um, he leaves the room, and somebody from Murray State, one of the Murray State media people, are like, "Who gets to cover this guy every day?" And me and and my friend Todd Hefferman, uh, former Southern Illinois sports guy, raised our hands, and yeah, you're gonna have to watch this, man. It was I've uh, already. I've already pulled it up. I pulled up. I googled Barry Henson rant, and I mean, it's just everywhere. It's December. So 18th, halfway, so one part through, he picks up and goes, "Somebody's got a text." That was my phone because my dad had texted me Illinois high school basketball scores, and um, for the record, and I just want to state this for the one person watching, um, me and Barry were one hundred percent good after this. Oddly enough, he bought me dinner the next night. That's a story for another day that we're going to have to talk about. But, yeah. That's wild. See, I would never have anything quite like that, I don't think, with – yeah, at least on the football side covering Western with Tyson Hilton because he's really like a, a chill person. Like, right, right. Even, even when the cameras stop, he's really chill. He's great to work with. I love working with him. And, you know, if I asked if he had any beef with any coaches, he'd be like, the only place I had beef is on my grill after a – win in an early game and I'm watching these other teams feeling like King Kong after I picked up a win or something along those lines that I just meant like if I was to predict the quote that's what it would be right it's man and and the worst so I know you're gonna watch this after we get off of here the word the weirdest part was I was on my way back to Carbondale it was a Tuesday night on there it was because it was dollar night at pinch penny pub r.i.p pinch penny pub um, and my dad calls and we're talking about the game and he said, did Barry say anything crazy? And I said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, because he did it. Like everything he said in that press conference, I had heard him say before at some, some way. Um, yeah. who's the craziest coach you ever covered? Oh, that's tough. Like the most, because it's like it, like the most off the wall coach that just gave like the craziest quotes. Oh man, you might have to come back to me. Like, I I love covering Rick Stansberry with Western. Um, I think he's I think he's like a really he's a fun because we've we've got a very good relationship, and I love I I like working with him. Um. His press conferences can go off the rails a little bit sometimes. Um, I'm waiting for remember, him. Whenever, whenever we hit episode 40, 50, and you're in the middle of basketball season, and he goes, Jared, your co-host, that boy's a real bad apple. Like I could, like, I'm like ready for him to tell you that I, that I need to chill out. Yeah. No, um, I don't I, – I wouldn't say he, like, says wild things. It's just, like, mm-hmm. 
you never know what could come up. Like one time it was after COVID um, and they were finally getting back to practice and stuff. He starts talking about Netflix and he talks about Netflix for a while because he had never watched Netflix before because he's always out recruiting and watching film and stuff. Right. I remember and, this. I remember this. Yeah. He's like the office. I didn't even know that existed. And that's when everybody had like, that was the big office phase. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Everybody well, was super into the office. It's the greatest show on television. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I didn't know it existed. Um, like, it, he got me into Outer Banks, though. because I, I, I wanted to watch it, and he's like, yeah, I watched Outer Banks. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch it. And I was like, all right, I'm hooked. Um, my craziest... The best quotes may be um, Mason Head from Apollo Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, super smart dude. L- love covering him. Um, he, he was, he's super, he's a super cool guy. So those were always good quotes. Um, Tim Hayworth was one of the craziest people I've ever covered. <laughs> and I've been super public about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I the can, dude, I can see that. I like Hayworth. Absolutely. You never know what he's going to do. Yeah. But he loves he's, his guys, man. That's, dude, he I think loves that's his guys. What, what it is. So, like he legitimately does. So there's so we're we both know um, and we're going over time here, but but I, I super I like where this conversation is going. We've we we both know Anthony Hickey Senior, um, yeah, and I, I was talking to Anthony Hickey Junior one day, and he was a Christian County kid, one state for Christian County, Mister Basketball winner at Christian County in 2011, um, under Kerry Stovall. Who? Oh, never mind. That's my favorite quote. That's my favorite quote. Um, because I told, I've always told Kerry Stovall, if he ever wants to write a book, I want to write it. Like I want to do that for him. Um, and we we were talking about the impact of, that Kerry had in the community and stuff like that. And he was talking about DA. So for those unfamiliar in Hoptown, DA is Dirt Avenue, um, quote unquote, one of the rougher parts. Whatever, I don't care. But he, he would talk about how, like, Tim Hayworth w- is one of, like, the only couple of, of guys, white guys, that he knew that could go into DA and were completely good. Like, he's like, he would pick up pe- dudes and take them to practice. He would take dudes food. And he's like, he, they, he goes, he brought me food, and I played for Christian County. He's like, it didn't matter to him. Him, him and Kerry Stovall were the same. Um, again, Tim Hayworth is the craziest coach I have ever covered. But uh, like you said, he loves his guys and he will go to bat for his guys all the time. Yeah. No, I, the first time I met him was Jamari on Sharp's first start. Uh, right. Western Kentucky this past November was playing Alabama State or Alabama AM. It was yeah. like four or five games into the season, five yeah. games into the season, I think. And he was sitting front row to watch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just, he was going crazy the whole game. So you, oh, you yeah. could just tell watching him how he felt oh, yeah. about him. Um, there, there's I, a lot of guys like that around. Um, quick fun story about Tim Hayworth. So the first game I covered at Hoptown was Hoptown Madisonville, and it went overtime. And Hoptown won, and I went over to him, and I'm like, hey, coach, I'm, I'm Tyler Dixon. I'm the new assistant sports editor, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're the assistant? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I don't talk to assistants. And then turned around and, like, walked off. And I'm like – all right, this is gonna be fun. And then he comes back. He goes, "No, nah, dude, I'm messing with you. It's all good." Chris told me. Chris Young. He goes, "Chris told me you went to Murray State too, dog. I'm a racer too." And I was like, <laughs> "Ooh, 
<laughs> I was like, okay, I, man. But yeah, I had some. Yeah, I had something like that too. My first week or first week or two at ever ever doing this, I was up in like Ludlow, Kentucky, or something, covering a Class A football game. Two small uh-huh. schools, and I go up to the guy I, I believe is the head coach, and I was like, hey, are you so and so? He's like, no, it's that guy, and points like up to some random guy ahead. And I start to go up to him. He's like, no, 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 come back, <laughs> come back. It's me. It's me. It's me. I mean, since we're starting to run a little bit late on this podcast, do you have a prize pig award winner of the week? Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Since it can be anybody. Anybody. My first couple. I had Amy Tudor of Western Kentucky as the first ever. Oh, I know who I'm going to go with. Who did, who did, who did with. I have last week? Um, uh, trainer for Oh, horse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Rich, uh, Rich, Rich Strikes Trainer. This yeah. week, it's gonna, it's got to be Jimbo Fisher, just because okay. he 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 clapped back to, um, you know, God who got to his, God, yeah, to God, uh, yeah. So I and gave us one of the most interesting days that I didn't have to deal with in sports history. And quite Dude, aren't those the best? They're the best. Yeah. It's, like I feel bad for the other people that have to deal with it, but I like when something big, I, I liked when something big would happen in like Louisville or Lexington. And <laughs> it was something that was like super isolated to Louisville or Lexington, like talking about um, like some Louisville schools boycotting or whatever. I'm like, woohoo! like, I ain't got to worry about that. That's them guys over there. Um, my prize pig SIU baseball won the Missouri Valley um, regular season championship first time since 1990, which was a pivotal year because it gave us me in late 1990. So, so you were the curse. You yeah, were the curse of I SIU was. baseball. Yeah, I guess I was the curse of SIU baseball. Wow. Didn't Bro. expect that. Shout out to Lukey. Yeah, shout out to Lukey's. But, um, Shout out to, to Coach Lance. Um, it, it's fun. It's fun when your teams are good. It makes it fun. But I think I think that's all the time we have for this week. Any closing thoughts, Mr. McDonald? I have no thoughts. All right. Until the next episode of Meet the Press. Oh, yeah. Another guest. I'm excited. The guests are getting better. <laughs> They're getting better. So, yeah, way to throw Brad Stevens and Ed Marlowe oh, under the bus. I will throw Ed Marlowe under the bus every day. But anyway, thanks everybody for following along this week. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us here on Facebook, YouTube, Meet the Press. Thanks everybody.